Good morning, Nielsen of FloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Har. This morning, my guest is Rochelle Routman, the Chief Sustainability and Quality Officer at HMTX. Rochelle, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. I want to talk to you about Green Build. It was a virtual event this year, thanks to COVID. It was a three-day event. We were together last year in Atlanta. It's so much easier to absorb this material when you're in front of these speakers, but you painfully set through the three days, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Background on you. You've been focused in this business for a long time. You've been here about four and a half years. Prior to that, you were at Mohawk for four years. Your early career wasn't in flooring. You were with Georgia Power and the Southern Company for 11 years. And the state of Georgia, you actually were in the Department of Natural Resources for a couple of years. And I think at the same time you were going to Georgia Tech, you also served with Lockheed Martin in the pollution prevention roles. You've got a lot of history along this topic, don't you? Yes, I do. And, of course, I'm very passionate about this subject. HMTX, a lot of people wouldn't know, is probably the second largest company as far as you know producing LVT in the world. It's owned by the Stone family, Harlan Stone, you know, privately held, but uh, he has told us that it's about $700 million in annual revenue worldwide. And you have four brands there. You have Halstead, Metrofloor, Technofloor, and Aspecta. So that's who you work for. One of the things, uh, just talking to you prior to this interview, that you enjoyed was the keynote. Most people know, let me just real quick, one more thing. Uh, Greenbill's been around for a long time. Uh, most people know about LEED, L-E-E-D. That's their certification for buildings. They're focused on creating buildings that are sustainable. So I think the four pillars of LEED 4.1 is equity, sustainability, health and wellness, and resilience. Well, they sold the show to Informa, so it's kind of a partnership between USGBC and Informa. Tell us about the keynote, would you? Yeah, the keynote was very far-reaching. I heard more about sustainability and where the conversation is leading towards social impacts of climate change than I ever had. The CEO of USGBC, Mahesh Ramlanajam, gave a very powerful speech about how LEED supports health and wellness, but also a healthy economy, and how we really need to emphasize the social concerns related to health and wellness and equity, and how people need to wake up and understand that climate change is very closely related to what we've experienced during COVID and how the most vulnerable people on Earth are impacted by both COVID and climate change. You know, we've seen this with massive fires in California and around the world, even in Siberia, and also the massive storms that have taken place. And certainly with COVID, so many people around the world have been impacted, and it's been especially heartbreaking when you consider there's been a tremendous loss of life. And I just have never heard the USGBC speak about sustainability in such provocative terms. And then beyond that, there was another speaker, Christina Figueres, who's the founding partner of an organization called Global Optimism. She formerly was the secretary of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. She was therefore very involved in the Paris Climate Agreement. Her speech was fascinating. She even discussed the whole history of human interactions with nature and how we have turned things upside down and this is what has resulted in these zoonotic diseases, the warming of the ocean and the climate, the problem with 
plastic in the ocean and even in the fish that we eat. And also, as I mentioned, these increasing climate events, like the droughts and the wildfires and that sort of thing. As a result of this, we've seen more political strife. She laid out this very dire <laughs> predicament right. that the human race is now in. But then she went forward towards a much more positive message about how we're really not condemned to go down this path. Mm-hmm. That we, in fact, the humongous pile of people all over this world thinking together and moving in one direction can actually make a positive change. We are writing the future right now. We do hold the possibility open to have a decent future, but we have to work really hard on this. And one of the things that Mahesh talked about, by the way, which is brand new for LEAD, is that he is promoting that buildings become climate positive, meaning that they contribute more energy to this world than what they take in. This is a different way of thinking that instead of buildings using a lot of energy, that they're actually sharing it. Mm -hmm. And so he wants this to take place by 2025, and that is only five years away. And most of the architectural community has been focused on 2030 for climate positive. But he's pushed this up five years because many of us in the sustainability field believe that we're not moving fast enough. We are positioned, I believe, in a- to do this. We've seen a lot of iconic companies like Apple, Google, Nike that are pushing towards climate positive. They're working very hard at this. They're setting the example. We've seen a lot of investment firms that are divesting in carbon-heavy industries and investments. So we've seen this in the financial sector. There's just a lot of people moving in the right direction. But again, the message was that we are at a perilous fork in the road, and we need to pick up the pace. We need to do this not just for ourselves, people that have a decent lot in life and have a decent quality of life, but also for those amongst us that don't and the people that are struggling and are most affected by climate and most affected by COVID and most affected by the impact of both of these crises. So those were messages that I'd never heard before attending Greenville. Isn't it interesting that, you know, they moved the virtual event a week back, and it was a week after the election, and by the time that this was taking place, most people were seeing that Joe Biden was pulling ahead right during the middle of Greenbuild, and of course that will put us back in the Paris Accord probably. I mean, we know where he stands on some of those things, and so we'll get probably more plugged into some of the sustainability topic with this new administration, correct? Yes, that was also a topic of conversation. Joe Biden has made it clear that he does want to re-enter climate discussions with other global leaders, and also there will be a rollback on a lot of the environmental protections that have been eliminated. Okay, a little quick last question. For those leaders in the flooring business right now, was there any message about biophilia or around how workspace was going to change thanks to COVID? You know, there's long range and short range. Is there any short range news for people in the flooring business that came out of this conference that we may be able to put into action next year? Yes, most definitely. There was a lot of emphasis on steps that companies can do right now 
in order to look at things like embodied carbon of their building product. This is something that can be accomplished for any company that has already done an environmental product declaration. And many, many companies in the flooring business do have EPDs available for their customers because their customers have been demanding these for years and years and years now. It's quite easy to take that data from an EPD and then from that determine what the embodied carbon is of the flooring product. You know, I encourage everybody in the industry to learn and understand that because this is the other piece. Embodied carbon, it's forever locked in place. And, you know, but first we have to have an understanding of the carbon footprint of the products that we make. That would be an important step that's something that's not as complicated as tackling these global issues, but it's something that all of us in the flooring industry can do. By the way, it's also good for business because the customers are expecting now that this embodied carbon information will be shared and communicated with them. One last question from Michelle. This whole workspace and the future of how we'll use buildings, was there anybody yes. that spoke about that topic that was enlightening? Yes. In terms of COVID, there were several discussions that were very interesting about ventilation to movement throughout the building to maintain social distancing to touchless entryways and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are people thinking about how to redesign buildings to protect the health of the occupants. And certainly transparency and material health were also big topics. This has been going on for the past five years at least. Architects and designers are very honed in on this. Health manifests itself in many, many ways when it comes to green building. And green build covered all aspects of that. Okay, Rochelle, appreciate the update on Greenville that was held last week, a virtual event. Again, we're talking to Rochelle Routman, the Chief Sustainability and Quality Officer at HMTX, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.